remember all those tunes. <laughs> Becoming kind of an erotic podcast now, isn't it? <laughs> Already was. <laughs> but I don't need to try to control you. Look into my eyes and I own you. I got them moves like Jagger. I got them moves like Jagger. Got them moves like Jagger. Of course, it's the great Maroon 5, one of our great talents out there. And if it's what I told the fellow behind the counter at Sandbags when he failed to include the free chocolate chip cookie with my sundowner turkey sandwich, then this must be Dale Radio. <laughs> and uh, thank you. I, of course, am your host, uh, Dale Seymour, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And uh, we're here simulating the Gowanus uh, with the mighty projection of our little fetid canal up there. And uh, don't look too closely, there's a dead rat in that corner. But uh, I'm very proud that our little Gowani is now sharing a, a screen that uh, has also featured the work of Billy Wilder and Cecil B. DeMille and Orson Welles. There's our Gowanus up there. Look at that. Gorgeous. If only you could smell it, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, it's very, I'm, all, I'm very pleased to be here, and I'm excited to be back in Barbie's Lunar Showboat Lounge and Casino. <laughs> We're going to hyperspace, and it's fabulous. That's the, the feeling you get when you're in here. Now, uh, I want to, uh, speaking of things that hurt your eye, I want to thank the folks uh, from, from Kickstarter that gave me some money. They're responsible for this suit uh, that you see here. And uh, I think now that the... If, if there's more light, it's good that we don't have it on right now, but if I stand too close to the pink curtain, it might appear as if I'm in 3D. <laughs> Coming at you. Oh, but uh, just wait till we get to the yo-yo bits. That'll be pretty exciting for you. You see, they have a lot of the horror films they make in 3D, and they still you say, well, why, what's the guy with the yo-yo doing in the horror thing? Just you know, if you're a guy in a cabin, and you got a killer on the loose, and there's a swarm of piranha coming at you, you got a yo-yo. You're done, man. I mean, I don't look for you in the sequel. Anyhow, uh, well, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm always, I'm very glad to be back in, in Los Angeles, Brooklyn's sister city, and uh, <laughs> city of broken dreams, as I like to call it. And uh, it's been a little bit, but uh, I'm, I'm happy, and I'm telling you folks, we got quite a show. Uh, it's going to just charm you, I know, in many different ways. And uh, well, let's let's get started though, because it's a packed show, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I've just got to get to it. Now we're gonna we're gonna talk first to these fellas over here. These good-looking fellas. How about that? They, they call them. So what do you call them? So UCLA Jazz. What do you want me to call you? Yes, uh, we're UCLA Jazz. That's, that's us. It's a great name. It's a great name. <laughs> I think it sums up everything about you. You won't be confused with anything else out there. So it's, uh, well, we're going to come up with a better name for you, I think. Sure, sounds, sounds like a good idea. Okay, all right. And we'll, we'll work on it, or maybe we'll run some kind of email poll or a Google quiz or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> UCLA Jazz. And now, which one of you is Kenny Burrell? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't expect him to show up anyhow. So listen, but and so, uh, but but now he he helped you out or something. He he directs you. What does he do? Yeah, that's right. Um, he showed you where the museum was. Yeah, we're all jazz majors up at <laughs> up at UCLA, and uh, we have a class once a week. And Kenny Burrell is one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Sure. He's leading sure. our our class. Yeah. Week. Pretty cool. 
Well, they're still happy you're here. And so, uh, what's, what's, why don't you introduce everybody? And they, uh, Kiefer, go ahead, Kiefer. Yeah, you I'm Kiefer Shackelford. I'm playing the piano, obviously. And then over here, we've got Brandon Bridges on drums. There we go. And Eric Chabosky on bass. Brandon Bridges? Brandon Bridges. Brandon Bridges. That's a good name for a drummer. Uh, that's a good name for a podcast host, too. But uh, we'll get to that. And so, uh, and how long have you been playing together? Um, two weeks. <laughs> that's longer than some of my relationships. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, you sound good, and, and uh, we'll, we'll come back and visit with you a little bit. Now, could you play me a little crossing the stage music? I want to go say hi to this fellow over here. I don't want to somebody that's making his Dale Radio debut, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a dear friend of mine and a friend of the program, a good-looking person who's fun at parties, Daniel Lee, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, Daniel? I'm good. Good, good. Well, I was going to ask you how the acting career is going, but uh, I see you pretty well. Daniel, of course, you were responsible for the most homoerotic bachelor party a straight fella could ask for, and I appreciate that. That was, uh, there's nobody I'd rather watch Aaron Brockovich with. Uh, it was pretty fun, a lot of fun, really. That's what, that's what people, that's what I hear people do. Uh, I think bachelor party, that's, that's shit. And so, but you also are a bit of a bartender, and you've been kind enough to do some uh, mixology. That's what the people say. That's right. That's what they do, but that's it. That's, that's the mixology happening. And we're mixing up a very special cocktail, ladies and because, of course, we're here in Los Angeles, and I always like to pair the podcast with something uh, that I enjoy. And so uh, tonight we're mixing up something. It's a very complicated recipe for our listeners at home. It's, uh, we'll post the recipe online so you can follow it. I couldn't even possibly begin to go through all the steps that are included in this uh, drink tonight. That What are we going to call it? A guana sludgy. Sure. I think it's the... Uh, yeah, I think that's a good... Is the term now, uh, Danny? You've appeared on a lot of our television screens and many commercials and things too. People may say, "Where do I recognize that guy from?" And they say, "Oh yeah, I remember that fella." And it's because you were uh, you were a spokesperson for Circuit City, I think, before they went bankrupt, and then uh, you were uh, you, you shill for Toyota before they had the big brake problem, and you're kind of like the Bain Capital of commercial acting. Right, 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 right. Current events, ladies and gentlemen. You follow politics at all? Uh, I do. I do. I do follow. Oh, politics. good for you. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a fun journey, the, uh, is it? It is. It is immensely fun. Well, I can't decide you. among all the people that are running now. They all just have such good heads of hair. Uh, I vote for any of them. Yeah. I'd love to see that Newt Bowl up there. <laughs> <laughs> a salt and pepper Newt Bowl. Just put it right in there. But I don't know that everybody here uh, shares that. So, but now here it is, the Guana Sludgy. We've mixed it up. You put it into the shaker, and this is going to get me through the rest of the program. Daniel, I'm very happy that you're here. We'll send some people over as the night goes on. I appreciate your presence. Daniel Lee, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That should be good. 
wait, by the time we get to the second guest, that'll be... Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How about a little sitting down music, fellas? Something uh, slow, as if one is descending to the fifth level of a parking garage. <laughs> That's delightful. Waters, what are they doing here? <laughs> That's just what I, what I think whenever I see a bottle of water. What are you doing there in your unnatural state? You don't belong in a bottle. You, you stretch those things around the world. How many bottles we have? Just, just hey, hey, they made a thing that lets you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to have our first guest here uh, uh, tonight. He's uh, somebody I've known for a little while, and uh, he's uh, just one of these great guys. He's, uh, he's, he likes to say he's an internet celebrity. So we know that's basically meaningless. Uh, internet celebrity. Uh, uh, but he's a, prov a provocateur, is I think how you say that, Daniel? And uh, which also would make a great men's lingerie line if they ever come out. Think about it, Daniel. Just don't give me that look. But uh, uh, he, he's a great guy, filmmaker, and artist, and he, he's out there, and I'm pleased he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mark Horowitz to the chair. There he is. Hi there, sir. Nice to see you. Come on down and sit there. Thanks for dressing up. What are you? You're very welcome. That's called a Canadian tuxedo. Yes, it is. That's uh, that's beautiful. Uh, excuse me. But we had some time backstage, and I need another drink. Uh, Mark, how are you? I'm great. How's it? You were so kind. Mark sent me an email list. I said, well, what's been going on for you, buddy? And he sent me an email list of all the things, the highs and lows, as it was. It's a little bit like one of the family newsletters some of you may uh, receive in the mail. And uh, I used to get some wild things going on in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't they? Uh, but uh, uh, you sent me this list and said, all your highs and lows, what's been going on? It seems like it's been a busy year, but it also seems like it's been a bit of a rough year. You had a, a tough relationship that went that's away. Yeah. That, that disappeared. But then uh, another one came along, and that's really the best that you can hope for, isn't it? Yes, it is. And she's she's a great gal. I met her. Mm. She's uh, she's here tonight, and she's wonderful. That's going well. I wish you all the great success with that. Now uh, you also uh, you're one of these fellas that got got famous in a kind of you know Daniel's been in some commercials too, yeah. but you, you were in a you were in a the commercial. Circuit City one. Yeah, that, yeah, that one's my favorite. Yeah, me too. But uh, you were in a commercial uh, for for a Nissan product. That's correct. And what happened there? They let you live in the car for seven days. I've lived in a car for two months. You know, they pay me anyway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but who's counting? And so, and and then of course you lived in the car, and that was the bit. And you drove up to wherever you drove for a couple of days, and you did funny things and made toast or whatever. And then, uh, then they gave you the car, as anybody who had somebody living in a car would. They took it away. No. They took it away. I they did take it away. They gave it to me, and then they took it away because they said I was a hazard to the company. You were a hazard to yeah, the company because I took a I took a turn a little hard and, and blew out the tires, and then they got wind of this. Because once you're a spokesperson for something, you got to be doing careful. That. Can't Tokyo drift. Well, it seems a little extreme of them to do that, but I'll, I'll go with it. Uh, well, so then, what are you driving now? 
You don't want to talk about it? I can't. I'm under contract. <laughs> no, I'm just oh. No, I drive, I drive a Volkswagen. A nice little Jetta. Good, good yeah, it's, for you. It's, it's, it's a nice. peppy car. It's peppy, you know. And you also had a thing where, and I'm just setting the background for people that may not be familiar with your work, but you also slipped in into, a, what is it, Crate and Barrel? In a yes. Crate and Barrel catalog, your phone number. Then you were That's responsible correct. for dressing the set and putting like I was going to say, you look really nice next to these flowers. Thank you very much. I figured it would go your tie nicely it does it works thank you very yeah. much uh but 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 you get me distracted about oh you're 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 dressing the set there for the photo and thank for all the nice products that they have a great barrel and i'd be pleased to be a spokesperson for them but uh you uh and then but you wrote in your own phone number That's your true. actual yeah. phone number oh, yeah. and say well call me for dinner and then what happened people called you for dinner people did there were a lot of people funny how that works uh, it is <laughs> tell people to do something and they do it well, that's... Uh, Imagine that. <laughs> and, uh, but then you went to dinner with all these strangers and across the country. Yeah. And that must have been an exciting time. It was good. It. Yeah. And, for, and you were named one of the most eligible... The Internet's most eligible bachelor? Just the most eligible bachelor. Yeah, of all well, time. it was number 50 out of 50. Well, that's but great. But it's still, it's still in the... You know... You think of all the single fellas online. <laughs> I don't want Makes you happy for Web 2.0, doesn't it? <laughs> Just let's see what else is there. But so, uh, all right, so you went on the dinner thing and you got on the Today program and all over the place. You've been yeah. seen all over. You've got an envious press packet. And so you, you uh, uh, and then from that, you started doing some little projects around the, around the country where you go and kind of do kind of a betterment society That's for right. people. Explain what that project was. It was called the Signature Series. And I, I took my name and, and wrote it on a map of the U.S., and then I traveled that route, helping towns along the way. And, uh, you know, one of the first towns was uh, Nampa, Idaho. I think it's the ninth. Nampa? Na Nampa. N Napa. Nampa. Na no, Nampa. No, you got me confused now. Nampa, Idaho. Uh -huh. Ninth. I just want to pause and say hello to all of our listeners yes, in Nampa, Nampa Idaho. Idaho. We're, we're very big out there, so I appreciate it's, your support. Uh, good. Right, go, go ahead. So you went out there? Yeah, the fr ninth what friendliest city in, in America. And ninth friendliest? Ninth. Ninth. You think they'd just stop after five. Then why not? Just keep going. So, you know, we, we decided to start the first... Okay, did you find that to be true? Were you like, well, that is probably the ninth friendliest greeting it, I've ever received. It really was. I felt that. It was tempered a little bit. Yeah. A little nasty in there. Yeah. How are you? One of those kind of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, hey, how's it going? That would be But not, not so interested, right? Portland. But not as disinterested as the tenth. Anyhow, right. I think yeah, the tenth. We get the concept, the I guess. Yeah. But so, all right. So, 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 what happens there? What did you do? I was just thinking about this. Sorry, I'm going to divert here. There was a guy on the 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 road rage here is is awful. There was a guy who chased me about? home. He chased oh. me home. I'm sorry, I just no, no, no. I got you. I got he chased you. me home the other night on because he was trying to cut, you know cut in, and I honked at him, and and then he honked for probably a good three or four miles. Followed me onto the freeway, then followed me home. That's what I do. So this is definitely not a friendly story. It's probably you. I just, it's just such a great release. Isn't it just a hold it down? <laughs> just hold it. Just feel that honk. I got a good, strong horn. Yeah. I drive an 89 Chrysler LeBaron. And I just, boy, that thing, you've never heard of something like that. You don't know, oh my God. Sound like a great old freight train coming to oh, so, Little Barry is what we call it, and I've seen all lot in this great country, but I've never thought to trace my name. Uh, so what so, happens? Yeah, so it's the, yeah, it's the, uh, the first ever uh, 
uh, anonymous semi-nudist colony. So you would uh, you would come into this public park uh, across the street from a, a Wells Fargo bank, and you would put on a ski mask and either take your pants or your shirt off, and then you know we would play badminton or things like that. Hang Sounds out, like a nice afternoon. Some Cheetos. Cheetos naked. Yeah. Semi-naked. Semi-naked. I don't care for that. But uh, I bet they had a nice. A nice, time. a nice time. I mean, there's some things I like and some things I don't. Um, and, and but you did, or you did some other things. I saw you running through fields. They had some kind of issue with odors. So yeah, running through fields. You in Kentucky? Yeah, they had a sewage problem, and so I, I built this unit called the Smeltron 2000, and it was these large incense sticks, and I drove circles around the town, and and then I had a bunch of Glade, or whatever it is, you know, and I went right around town. Or any fine yeah, air or any exactly that you want to get sponsored by. <laughs> Well, I, I asked about that one especially because I'd like you to come out to the Gowanus. If you, if you have something with it, I think around August, if you could come out, there's not enough uh, air freshener, I think, in the world to make that thing smell better, but I'd like you to give it a shot. And if you could have one spray can full of air freshener and the other one with bug spray, I think that would be a good idea. delightful because the mosquitoes are bad. Hmm. They're not just ordinary mosquitoes. People out here kind of forget you don't have as many bugs out here, but you get there. It's like it's in your, it's in your, you get whelks covered anyhow. Some evenings at my house are not a lot of fun. So, and you're, so you're, but you're, uh, you're, you're parlaying this, uh, this desire to help people. And, and you did something too where you had people give you advice? Oh yes, yeah, that's right. It was called the advice of strangers and I lived my life according uh, to exclusively according to the advice of strangers. So you could go on our website, theadviceofstrangers.com, and you could vote me to do whatever you wanted. You know, and it, it was a mess. It was a wreck, and, and that's why I got out of that relationship. And uh, did yeah. somebody tell you to get out of the relationship? No, it just happened naturally. It happened naturally. Yeah, <laughs> it was a natural progression. Right. Well, we're getting to some dark yeah, territory. Yeah, dark. Uh, These chairs look like tongues, don't they? Like the big tongues. Well, now I can't get it out of my mouth. I know. Mind. Now you're just going to appreciate it. Everyone's just being lit. From behind. It's Especially up there. You can yeah. see it there. Sorry. Enjoying Sorry. it more Sorry. than most. But, well, that's... And you had something I remember in San Francisco where you were riding a mule oh, around. Yeah. Giving... A, yeah. Giving... What, running errands? Running errands. Uh, I wasn't uh, giving anything out. No, no, just, just running Somebody out. needed something to do. You said, all right, I got a donkey. I'll come over there. Exactly. And it was that easy. You know? Just like you do. Yeah. Why not? In life. I mean, I, I felt... You have it was a, a donkey. Yeah. I guess. Hale. You know, he lived in the back of my house. And we did that for a while. And uh, for a while. the city shut me down, obviously. And <laughs> says you can't have a, a, a mule in your backyard, Mr. Horowitz. And, and so... They were stopped. right, weren't they? they Let's they were, be honest. It was know, accurate. Nobody needs was, to have a mule in their backyard. Yeah. Well, what I love, Mark, about what you do is just the elegance of the idea. They're very simple things, but you go through with it. Mm. It's very easy to say, wouldn't it be great if I ran errands on a donkey? <laughs> yes, it is. That's another, <laughs> yes, it's it is. another thing to get a donkey. Uh, that's just a phrase I've that often said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I tell my niece that all the time. Wow. It's another thing to get it done. Uh, anyhow, uh, but and so and, and but you've parlayed this into such amazing success, and that's why I wanted to have you here. And I can see you brought in a sizable audience. Sorry, uh, but you, I you, would you tell you my friends. Some you can kind of raise your hand. 
Wonderful. For the listeners at home, the, the yeah. first hundred people in the audience have put their hands up. Just shut right up, didn't yeah. you? Yep. 200 is what I meant to say. It's 200. Well, it's growing by we have well over 10,000 people in this exactly. Coliseum. And yeah. it's a pleasure to be here and forward to Janet Jackson. She's coming on. Oh, next. yeah. Rush is going to. Yeah. Rush. Yeah, Rush will be named. That's the bill. That's, it's that's what it is. Janet Jackson and yeah, Rush. Rush. And, uh, and UCLA. Jazz. I don't know. They used to have pretty good programming here. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the singer from inside. Anyhow, it's a great facility. Uh, I, uh, I, but but this, this great thing that you've done is you, you've gotten people on board, and they're such beautiful little projects, I like them, and you, you have some kind of pilot that's in the works, there'll right. be something along this lines, yeah. right, where you go and help people, or yeah. you, go, you take something to somebody. It's basically <laughs> the premise of all of your activities. Take something to somebody or give something to something. Yeah, that's basically it. You got it all down. You have an artist statement already? Cause that's it. You can put that, yeah. And you're, so. you're, you're getting it. When is the pilot? You don't know. I don't know. Just... It's called Mark Saves America. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the first episode, I help a shy girl overcome shyness. And, uh, you know, it's hard. It's an internal thing. It was difficult. You're doing that for this shy girl right no, here. No, no. Thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, that sounds like a beautiful kind of a thing, and that's a, a, well, we can't well, say. Well, it. Well, wait, I mean, in February they, they show it to an audience, you know, like this, this huge one, and the tongue chairs. Right. And then you know, then they decide my fate. Right. Bunch of teenagers, well, I, you know. I hope say. that goes well. Yeah. They press the right button. Yeah. Uh, like love connection, they don't have the buttons in there too. Uh, so uh, that's wonderful, and uh, uh, you're 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 getting a degree. Is that necessary? Oh, yeah. That's not. Okay. Yeah. But you've made some wonderful films, and the one that you just showed me was great, ladies and gentlemen. Mark made a film, and it's uh, two uh, dust balls, yep. and they're just talking to each other. Not saying much, by the way, just no, every now and again something occurs to them, and it's a 20-minute film. Riveting. No, it's just interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting. It is interesting. Uh, yeah. And I urge every... I don't know if you have that on your website, I need to stop soon. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. But, uh, ladies, check this thing. I mean, just wait for it to get to the theaters. Probably be screening before War Horse. It's going to be, you know, Dust Miami is coming up soon. <laughs> Dust Miami. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's a big, big Dust uh, convention that they have Huge. down there. Well, that's... Uh, yeah, I like talking to you, Mark. I like you, Dale. Partly because of your winning attitude and partly because of that hair. It's, it's delightful. It's good-looking hair. Thank you very much. I, I put I, on a special bald spot for tonight because I knew it was going to be. This one's the spirit of St. Louis, and uh, I have three. And this is anyway. Uh, so uh, you got the degree going, and the pilot might happen, and you got the the website is up and active, and dust fall. You got another one where a piece of foam are talking to each other, and you're delightful. And you keep coming up with these great simple ideas, and I love it. And I wish you just so much yeah. success in your life, in your romantic uh, life as well. Thank you. And uh, your mother's doing well? She's well, thank you. You still yeah. call her She's often? still, yeah, I call her every week. And, and, and she's moving here, you said? She is moving here, but it's hard because she has two parents, two talking parents, one speaks Hindi and one speaks English. And they, they just, they don't, they don't know what they're saying to each other, but they, they talk all day. And so, you know, squawk and talk and... Might be tough even without the parents. Mm, I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> I got a feeling. Well, she's yeah. an interesting lady. She yeah. is. Well, she, she did a good job raising you, that's yeah. for sure. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. There she is now clapping. Thank <laughs> God. Oh, it's great. It's nice that she can be here. I know. 
Uh, well, Mark, I've enjoyed talking to you, and I think people have enjoyed watching us talk to each other and also listen, <laughs> listening yes. to us. So I'd like to invite you uh, to go hang out with Daniel for a little Thank bit. You. And ladies and gentlemen, how about Mark Horowitz? Thank you, Mark Horowitz. Oh, and, uh, hey, and you've got the, while, while you're here, I want to tell you, you can yeah. stand, let's stand up, because otherwise up. we're awkwardly in a half, but then you don't have the mic. No, I can just do this. Okay, let's <laughs> just sit in an awkward half spot. Okay. Uh, you've got a, a project coming up Tuesday in Los Angeles. I, a lot I of do. People live nearby, and yes. it's a parking space thing. You're trying to set the Guinness World Record of how many people can fit into a parking space. Into a parking space, yeah. Both feet on the ground. No, everyone has to be alive. No, no dead people. Okay. And it's at the Standard Hotel in Hollywood next Tuesday here. Great, great, great place. Yeah, very nice. A little creaky. You ever stay there? Sounds yeah. like you're staying on a ship. But uh, they got ladies in boxes, so that's fun. Okay, so okay. the standard on Tuesday, the 24th. Yeah. What time do people have to show up eight to stand in the parking space? I'm sure most of these people do. They're all of them. All right, great. Okay, thank, thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. That's good. That's wonderful. It's, uh, it's warm up here, isn't it? So, how you feel? You want to cut loose? You want to play some stuff? All right, we'll do it. I like it. Based on personal experience. <laughs> uh oh. I got an idea tomorrow. You didn't hear anything. All right. It's a classic kind of thing. You saw that. My keister's on fire. It's great. Well, that's probably a good segue for our next guest. <laughs> she'll, she'll appreciate that, I'm sure. Ladies and gentlemen, some of you out there, I can see. From your faces, you've experienced hopelessness. <laughs> Some of you are experiencing it right now. <laughs> but if you've ever uh, found yourself, as I have, 
my cramped one-bedroom apartment <laughs> overlooking a future Superfund cleanup site in a, in a small space that you share with your niece and a two-year-old child a troubling pile of insect carcasses. <laughs> if you look at that one window that you prop open and you keep it open there and you look out, you try and just focus on your own breath. You have the sound of your own breath looking out there. Just trying to feel human again. Just trying to feel real for one, one brief moment. And the sound of your, your breath just gets drowned out by a trash truck. <laughs> Then by a neglected car alarm, <laughs> you think to yourself, well, why did I move to New York? <laughs> now, it's nice in Los Angeles, and, 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 and cars and cars and traffic and blah, blah, but it's nice here, the air is sweet, sometimes. <laughs> but then something like tonight happens. Something like the opportunity to meet and talk to my next guest comes along, and your heart is filled with rainbows, and you, you know that you can go on and you can you can do do what you're meant to do, which is podcast to about forty people. <laughs> we'll have some T-shirts available after the show. But I'm very excited that she's here uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's 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 a kind of a, a miraculous thing, and she's a delightful person. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mary Lou Metzger to the chairs. Mary Lou, come on out. My goodness, how are you? Nice to see you. Come on over here. Take a seat. And uh, uh, thank you for that whistle. <laughs> Good crowd, isn't it? They're hot. You are styling tonight. Well, thank you. I think we really complement each other well. I think we do. I think uh, you're you, right. You mix the pink in here with me, and I think you get the, you get your shirt there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and then we be we be all right. Mary Lou, this is a dream come true. And if I seem nervous, it's because I am. But uh, I want. We have a great many things to talk about. But of course, I want to uh, start with the many things that we have in common. Uh, Mary Lou, you're known for your megawatt smile. And uh, I, of course, am known for my smile at a lesser wattage. <laughs> I say I work with about a 20 watt, one of those appliance bulbs. But it's infectious nonetheless. <laughs> Thank you very much. But, uh, well, it's, it's gotten me this far. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, uh, it's so, it's so, and of course we both we both hail from the great state of Pennsylvania. We certainly do. Just outside of that, we yes. have some Pennsylvania enthusiasts and some of the members of the Commerce uh, <laughs> Department of Commerce and Boosterism here. Uh, uh, we both grew up outside of Philadelphia. We okay. And uh, it's, it's going to be easy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I ask you this, you say yes. Uh, uh, so, uh, 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 how was that experience for you growing up out there? Did you have a good time? I loved growing up in Philadelphia. Wasn't it something? I had a great time. I was actually born in Pittsburgh, but we moved to Philly when I was about five. Right, good, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so all my schooling was in Philadelphia. Right. It's a great city, and uh, hop, skip, and a jump from New York, so I got to see shows and do all of that. You'd go up there frequently, would oh, you? Oh, yeah, every year. So you were, and of course, we also, this is another thing that we share in common as a young person you toured the country 
in a production of Music Man. I did. I was 10 years old. And you were the, the great uh, precocious amaryllis. Yes, I was. There, and, and I, of course... You've done your homework. Well, I looked at some things before they shut all the websites down. But I played a Professor Harold Hill, you if did. you can believe that, in a, in a small production, local local production of that that uh, was nonetheless well received in the local papers i say but uh, it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great musical isn't it it really is it's a lot of fun to do and uh, and so that kind of spark I, I think that you probably had that spark early on i don't know if you can recall that moment where it just clicked for you where you knew that this is what i was going to do where i needed to do it do you I used to imitate commercials and drive everybody crazy when I was a little. Uh, what was the commercial that you would imitate? Anything, anything. Anything that was on the air at the time. Well, that's, that's a good way. That's, it, you just knew it then. Irritating people. Irritating was people was my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know the feeling. Uh, <laughs> but so then you, you went to Temple University for a little bit, is that right? And uh, uh, you. I guess you were, what, you were a troubled teen, is that fair to say? <laughs> a troubled teen? Well, like many of us, eager to get out of the suburbs and the way we've seen great shows in New York. You've had a taste of fame with Amaryllis. Get me out of here. I'm destined for better <laughs> things. Is that what it was? Oh, you know, probably a little of that. <laughs> a, little, a little drives us all, doesn't it? It does. Just a little drive to get into a next station or a little, just be a little better with things, isn't it? Well, that's, uh, and, and so then you, you took off. You said, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to Los Angeles. I may be mischaracterizing the actual well, event, so feel free to stop me at any Actually, point. when I was at Temple <laughs> University, there was a show on the air at the time called The All-American College Show. Well, it sounds good. And uh, it was sort of like a precursor to Star Search and that kind of thing. You guys ever, have you ever been on that show? All oh, that fabulous show? band is entirely too yeah. young. They're too, they're too young to be <laughs> yes, on? they're entirely too young. You got a lot of life ahead of you, though, fellas. All right, keep smiling, keep doing what you're doing. You'll irritate people soon enough. <laughs> There's a future in it. So, uh, so you were on the, you were on the show in well, American they, College. They went around to the colleges to audition people, but then they taped the shows in Los Angeles. So you got to come so out here. So they brought me to California to tape an all-American college show, and uh, when my mom rode the train in Philly with one of our local assemblymen who had gone to college with Myron Florin, the accordionist from the Welsh show. And, That's pretty uh, good. That's great. We'll, we'll show you a picture of him a little later on. Well, he uh, asked my mom if I'd like to go see a taping of the Welsh show. Oh, my goodness. Dream so while come I true. was out there, I went to see a taping. And my mom and dad had their first date to the Lawrence Funk Orchestra oh. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh. Now, were you the youngest person in the audience at that taping? <laughs> I think I was. I think that's why Lawrence talked to me at the taping. Hey, you look through some of the old shows, and well, yeah. you can tell there's usually one kid that's a little upset that he had to, <laughs> had to go to the taping. He got brought along, but I'm sure he loved his grandparents. Uh, so, so you saw the taping, and then what happened for you there? You said, i got to be a part of this. Well, Lawrence actually came up because I was probably one of the youngest people in yeah. the audience and uh, said, do you sing? <laughs> and I said, yes, as a matter of fact, I'm out here to do the college show. And he handed me a microphone and said, sing something. So unaccompanied, I sang. 
and uh, he invited me back to his dressing room after the show. And I thought I'd get an autographed picture to take home to sure, my parents. Sure. And I got an invitation to come down to the Palladium that Saturday night. Yeah, and sing and, with the band. Oh my goodness. And then how long until you were on the show? Uh, it was about a month. Uh, Quick. He had me sing with the band and Norma Zimmer, the champagne lady. Oh, the great yes, Norma Zimmer. Had decided to stop traveling with the show. She was only there to do the television show. So he needed another person to do a three-week engagement at Lake Tahoe, Harris Club at Lake Tahoe for the summer. So I came out thinking I had a summer job, and I stayed on. That's amazing. That's great. And and, and what was so you're nineteen or so around this? I was this nineteen. Time. I just turned nineteen. And uh, uh, fair to say that that period of American history around that time, let's say that you joined it, was a tumultuous time for for America. Of course, it's one that. People like to talk about endlessly, don't they? And a lot of speaking of PBS, a lot of specials on there about the, a lot about of Casey those. and Bell Bottoms too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of. But I'm just wondering now, for somebody that's 19 around that time of, of our history, was it at all kind of a, a, a out of step, or was it at all a disconnect for you? Not every 19 year old around that time was thinking Lawrence Welk is where it's at. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. I don't want to stretch, but I think that's probably <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> you know, I was a little out of touch at the time. I liked Broadway shows and standards, mm -hmm. so I was sort of in line with the music, but uh, I was caught in between, in two right. worlds, caught between two worlds. A great opportunity on Wonderful one hand and everything else going on, but my goodness, it's a great gig, and it's on TV, and... And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It went on national television in 1955, and it's still on public television. It's amazing. And I watch every week. I really do. <laughs> I tape the program, and then I watch it. And I uh, encourage uh, baby Pepsi and Katrina to watch it, too. And uh, we have a lot of fun. You know, when I... When you I, would have fit right in in that suit. Well, thank you. You could have been right up there I, with us. I was telling, telling you, uh, just backstage earlier, but... Uh, I was saying that I, I purchased this suit with the great Kickstarter funds and went on there to the ebay.com and called it up and it sent to me and I got it and the very next day I watched a tribute to American Seniors uh, on the uh, 1981 episode of the Lawrence Welk program and uh, everyone came on and they were wearing this color suit. It was quite, quite a shock. And quite a quite thrilling, quite good. Yeah, you made a good choice. Quite honestly, I said, all right. <laughs> I take a lot of fashion cues from Lawrence, and, and all that. we can talk about that. But you know, when I said that you're going to be on the program, uh, I, I talked to some people, and of course, a lot of people say, "Oh, my grandparents made me watch that show." Everybody says that, but I mean, I I, I feel like it may have skipped a generation. <laughs> Or two, but I'm still I'm in I'm in invested in it and I like it and I like to watch the show, and and many people do and and but when I said that you're going to be on the show everybody said well what was it really like and they want to know the backstory and they wanted to know this and that because Mary Lou we live in a time where they if they have a television show they they if they could they call it some old laundry we found in a hamper and we think it's Bruce Willis's. <laughs> And they want everybody to watch that because we know everything there is to know about celebrities and all this and they get inside their private lives and they do this and that. I don't want to, because then that affects how you view the show. 
And when I view the show, I don't want to know if there were some kind of drug problems back there in, in, the, in the horn <laughs> section. I don't want to know about that. I just like to relax and have a nice time with the program. And so I don't want to ask you any of those questions. But I do want to know what it smelled like in there. <laughs> because I feel like it would probably be a little bit of just hairspray and cologne. There was a lot of that. Just yeah. real powerful when you walk, would walk in and they hit you. You keep the studio cold? Oh, yeah. And you were on the program 12 years or so? What was that? Is that? I joined Mother's Day in 1970 was my first show. That's and great, the weekly show, show stopped taping in 1982. And then we did specials up through 85. And we went to public television in 87, and we just started... In September, we started our 25th year That's on amazing. public television. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Just this... The longevity is something that's uh, amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I hope that the future of podcasting is bright. But I want to. <laughs> don't worry, it's not. All right. Uh, let, me, uh, let me show you. I want to talk to. This is awkward for us because of our position in many ways. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, I want to show you the, these images here, and we'll, we'll talk about them. There, of course, is the great Larry. The maestro uh, himself. Lawrence Welk, the great man. We uh, honor you tonight, Lawrence, and everything that you do. And uh, there's the, the group. Looking good. <laughs> and so if I put a star around your head, because that's what should be there all the time. There are a think. lot of people on that show. That's a big cast. That's a big cast. There had to be some problems, so weren't there? <laughs> so, there was some tension back there, I think, mostly on that side. Uh, and then, of course, your husband is up there, too. You met your husband, Richard Maloof? I did, yes. He was the bass player when I joined the show. And he also played tuba? And guitarone and string bass, electric bass, yeah. He's oh, quite yes. a musician. He's quite a swinger, but I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> and how was that working with your husband? You'd I used be to so flattered by that, thank you. <laughs> well, I used to perform with my wife, and I don't recommend that. How was it performing <laughs> with your husband? <laughs> I, it was nice. It was nice. You, you kind of uh, dealt with everything in front of everybody, but it, I, I really had a good time. Oh, it really was your family, though, isn't it? It is. It still is. It still After is. all these years, we're still family. Well, that's how I feel about them, too. And they, I just watch them on TV. I didn't have to work with them. <laughs> and there, of course, you have Myron Florin and Bobby and Sissy, the great dancers. Nobody dances like Bobby. It's all up, upper body with Bobby. <laughs> it's all like this. Really outstretched and always happy, and just he's a great guy. Sometimes I feel like he might drop her, but they don't. And there's Lawrence. The twin accordions. Boy, there's nothing quite like the sound of just two accordions. There's not. <laughs> Vaguely Bavarian dress to get something going. It's amazing. <laughs> that to me is a perfect afternoon. Well, and then Mary Lou, here's a couple of shots of you up there. Oh, Lord, I was young. Ken Duo. Yes. In, a, in a suit. I was going to ask if Ken could appear on the show, I'll be honest with you. But then I looked and saw that he lives out in Arizona and he's a hypnotherapist. And Mary Lou, I don't subscribe to the dark arts. I want you to know that. So I thought, well, I'm not going to reach out to Had to Ken. feel conflicted about that. I just, I didn't, I didn't know what, how that was going to go. But I love Ken. Before he comes on, he, he hems it up a little bit, doesn't he? But he that's is. okay. We watched the one where his pants split the other night. Oh, and it was Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. a Halloween episode. Where else could you hear that being said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh. This is a great thing. Anyhow, you guys are having fun. So then uh, this one up there with the train you had to drive that, you said that was a coal train? That was a real train. I had to shovel coal into that to get it to go. <laughs> when it started slowing down, I'd have to start shoveling. <laughs> well, that's good for the environment. And how about this? Uh, <laughs> can anybody breathe after that? You got a coal engine running in the studio. And then you got some kind of disco dance going on there. That was Jukebox Saturday night. <laughs> yes, of course it was. <laughs> oh, every Saturday night at your house is Jukebox, box, juke box Saturday is. night. Sometimes I have Juice Box Saturday, but that's for baby Pepsi. <laughs> And then this other one that's over there. Now, Mary Lou, this is, uh, I think, now you correct me, because I don't know it for sure, but I think that it was a tribute to Leonard Skinner or something. <laughs> and this is the one where you have to, you have to understand that the people involved had to have a sense of humor about this. Because Joe, Fo Joe Feeney, uh, a father to 37-some children, I think, <laughs> one of the great Irish tenor, Joe, no, 10 children. I think 10 children. 10 children. They're all great. good. We, uh, we, I watch the show every week. I believe you. I, believe uh, you. <laughs> I mean, Joe, he's a, he's a good sport. He's a good sport. I bet everybody in there was good sports about wearing stuff. But that's, I mean, what, what, he looks like Butter Elvis. <laughs> in that picture. Kind of doesn't it fit me there. It's, uh. Those were the canary suits. <laughs> yes, they were. How many canaries had to die to make? <laughs> and uh, and what happened to all those suits? You said the fellas owned them. The band guys owned their own suits, but the singers and dancers fell under a different union, so they had to be costumed. So as a result, they went into the wardrobe from the walk show, and all that was donated to a costume company. Wow! And can you get any of that stuff still? Not a single one. <laughs> Where is it? It's somewhere it's in just, Upland, California, as far as I know. But it's still in a storage facility or something? I think they, it's a rental costume. They rent. Oh, I wish I knew about that before this show. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the audience would be wearing canary suits. <laughs> well, and here, of course, is the great Henry Cuesta. Yes. Who was uh, on the program a long time. And then he later had a successful career as a <laughs> Leon Panetta, Secretary of the Changed Defense. Changed his name and kept right on going. Yeah. Well, that's great if you can just... And there's that canary tie. Yeah. There's just a, kind of you just picked it up and kept going. <laughs> that's what became of Henry's suit. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, recycling. And then uh, this, of course, is a couple of shots of people enjoying... Uh, <laughs> Down there at the Welk Resort in Escondido, California, isn't it? And, yes, and you do the holiday shows down there? I produced a lot of them for years. And Not now, this year. Now they're doing book shows. They're doing book shows right now. What's a book show? You know, like Music Man or... Oh, oh, oh sure. I thought some kind of Dickens thing. As okay. opposed to a review. All right. <laughs> doing Tropic of Cancer. Oh. Okay. As, de as delightful as that would be. Not know. this season. <laughs> <laughs> but Guy and Rolla are coming there. In oh February. my goodness! In February, so get your tickets now. Oh my gosh! Can I get that online? I have to see if the internet's back up. So now this is the uh, what's going on? Uh, this is the uh, this is the resort, and I was fortunate enough to go down there a little while ago. 
Did you get your picture taken with Lawrence? No, you better believe I did. And uh, in fact, that was the main reason I wanted to go, was to go to the museum that they have there, because uh, I had some familiarity with museums and that kind of thing. And uh, I love to just tour the greats. And so I, 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 but what happened is they call you up, and they, they called, me, uh, called me here in Los Angeles. And I answered the phone and said, you want a trip to Catalina? I said, well, that's great. Well, who's this? He said, well, it's a wealth resort. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. You keep the trip to Catalina. What's involved in getting me down there? And uh, long story short, I, I went down there and I took uh, Katrina down there too so she could share in my passion. And uh, we went down there and they bring you into a room and this gal, I think she was just out of, she just sort of segued from real estate down there in San Diego and it was only a recent, uh, recent hire from the wealth organization and uh, figuring out how things work, let's put it that way. But you led into a room. I said, well, look, I want to go, is Arthur Duncan going to be here? You know, are they, where's Netherton? I want to, what's the, when's the museum, what are the museum hours? I just was kidding. And they weren't quite up to speed on everybody and who everybody was. And I, you know, you can take that note back to management. But uh, <laughs> you, you're led into a room and it's a room full of people, pop, champagne, Corks are popping everywhere when they make a sale because they're selling the timeshares time yes. at, the, at the resort. And it's among one of the most highly valued timeshares, so your points are worth this and that. And, and so she's asking me, and she's using vacation in a funny way because she's saying, do you like to vacation? Are you, would you like to vacation here or there? And then, and then she's got the spiel, and I was ready to do it. It was only about 24000 I was ready to go for it. Katrina wisely intervened and she said, why don't we get to the museum? I said, well, okay, but I'm going to come back here. But so uh, I said, well, let's get there. Let's get there. Well, you know, this is all fine and vacationing is fine. It's a beautiful facility. So she said, well, we'll take you to the museum. Just wait one, one minute. I want to show you the place. All the, I want to show you the apartments that they have there. You guys okay over there at the bar? You having a good time? All right. This, is, this story's not that much longer. So uh, she, she leads us out to a little golf cart that's there at the, at the place. That's how you get around. Of course, they have a golf course there. Absolutely. They, you, know, you need some kind of motor transport. She gets in, and uh, she's wearing uh, hose and open-toed shoes, which is not always my favorite look, but <laughs> looking past that, she gets into the golf cart. And I don't, she didn't know how, to, didn't know how to run it, is what it was, but she mistook the horn for the starter. And so we're sitting there in the back of this, uh, in this little cart, along the edge of the golf cart, and people are teeing off and all that, and she just keeps pressing down on this thing. She said, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on if we just, this went on for like 15 minutes, she did. I felt bad for the people golfing and probably people sleeping too in this place. Finally, an older fella came along and said, well, this is the start. You just got to keep pressing the horn. And so she, we got on the way. So anyhow. How was your tour? The tour was beautiful. It's a wonderful place. If you get a chance, go down there. But I, I, the museum was great. But my, the thing that I'd like to talk to you about, though, a little bit is the merchandising opportunity. Because there's a lot of uh, people like myself and younger than me that would certainly go down there and enjoy a guy and Ron a t-shirt. Or they'd enjoy a nice... You can tell by the audience reaction how many people are on board with it. They could get a colorful suit of some kind, or you could get a, a cat suit or something that you wore in one of the Halloween episodes, or you get some mugs with people's faces on it and that kind of thing. I think there's just more that you all could do getting the word That's out That's a great about idea. It. I'm, I'm going to have to work on that one. Well, I hope we can work on it together, Mary, Mary Lou. Maybe I think, we can. I think I'd, I'd be happy to be a... a, a 
an advocate for that, and I think it would do Lawrence well. used to have a line, he said, they'd sell like wild cakes. Uh, and they would. You they should would. sell I'm sure they would. You should sell wild cakes. We could do that. Oh my gosh, we've, we've stumbled along a, a great path here, haven't we? I think we're... It's a whole new career for us. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> you guys would buy it, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. What other You need buy? a guy in Hollywood t-shirt. Oh yeah. You do. I'll be the spokesperson. <laughs> Uh, look at me, I'm so you, you can live in one of those suits for a week. <laughs> Just don't go joyriding, for God's sake. Well, uh, Mary Lou, now we didn't uh, rehearse this, and I didn't know if you actually want to do this or not, but I'd be honored if we could sing a little number now. Could we do that? Sure. Oh, well. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's do that. Let's do a little a little thing. Uh, we got the uh, hot Easter five back here, and uh, uh, Brandon can do a little, little bit, and we'll get it going. Uh, you'll know it when it comes by. I don't have the typewriters and the bows for your hair, but you'll get it. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter and make believe it came from you. I'm gonna write words oh so sweet They're gonna knock me off of your feet Kisses on the bottom I'll be glad I got them I'm gonna smile and say I hope you're feeling better And close with love the way television so if you can and if you enjoy any of these shows on public television send a little something in it's really worth keeping on the air absolutely well Mary Lou, thank you very much for being thank here you, ladies and gentlemen Mary Lou Metzger <laughs> this is great oh and by the way this is well, as long as I have you here, uh, you know, these fellas back here and these young fellas over here, myself, I'm past the moment. But do you have any advice for people that are getting into this in terms of what would just stay with it or something? Stay with it. Do what you love. And um, Lawrence Welk's daughter had a great line about her dad. She said that just when people start to get successful, they stop. They quit because they're tired. They give up. She said her dad was like a cork. You could push him down, he'd just pop up somewhere else. So stick with it. <laughs> Pretty good. That's great. Stick with it, guys. Stick with it. Well, that's, uh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. Well, listen, uh, there are a couple other people I want to thank. Of course, I want to uh, thank the Venus Hot and Tots back here uh, for doing yeah. a great job. Great. Uh, I want to thank Daniel Lee and Mark Horowitz, Mary Lou Metzger, of course. I want to thank the fine, and, uh, uh, 
lady that kind of put us together, Patrice, she she deserves a little thank you too. Because we have, without email, this would not have happened. Uh, <laughs> good thing we got it done when we did. Uh, and uh, thank everybody here at the Hammer Museum and everybody for coming out. Thank you very much. That's a, warms my heart in ways that only a Gowana Snudgy usually does. Uh, and uh, now, uh, uh, like we said, we're going to have some drinks and things out in the lobby if you'd like to be out there. And, uh, that's fine. And I'll have some t-shirts out there that uh, say friend of the program on them. Some people are wearing them tonight, of course. You've seen those all over and they're wearing them proudly. I can't see so well from up here. But, <laughs> but uh, now till next time, I'm going to be slipping some uh, food coloring into my whiskey to ensure that it's as pink as this place right here. And uh, now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Fellas, you want to play us out? Yeah, one. A lot of people came together to make this season possible, and my thanks go out to all of them, including the folks behind the season four take on the theme song, originally composed by Steve O'Reilly at Engine Sound. This version is arranged by Lisa Mezzacappa and John Finkbeiner, performed by Lisa Mezzacappa and VJ Anderson, recorded, mixed, and mastered by John Finkbeiner at New Improved Recording in Oakland, California. Thanks also to the following generous, good-looking, and fun at parties, friends of the program. Cole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Bears, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Tanisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engber, Alex Estrovis, Sidney Erickson-Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot of beer. Thank you. This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager-Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Meggett, George Nocktree, Peter Nocktree, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Ann Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skagg, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Yeh, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much. <laughs>